Hey ladies and gents, welcome to the first episode of mine and my friends Frank and Robinson's podcast called Alphabet Reviews. In this podcast, we take a film by its first letter and then we go down the alphabet reviewing films as we do. This week, of course, sensibly, we start at A and we start with George Lucas's directorial debut as well as Ron Howard's debut as an actor, American Graffiti. Thank you very much. Enjoy. Hold on. You there, you there, bruv. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. How's it going, mate? I'm right. Uh, uh, yeah, my still's pretty good. How was yours? It's good. It's going well. I've done any work that well. Do you get a lot of chocolate, mate? No. Did Easter Bunny treat you? Well, hold on. <laughs> he didn't bring any chocolate? No. You're taking the piss? So what, what, you just didn't get anything? No. Does your dad hate you or something? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> Why didn't you get any chocolate? Didn't, like, aunties and uncles not? No, they didn't come around. Because they can't, can they? Well, no, they can't be. They can drop it off. No, no, no. Did get any. Jesus. Hey, Frank, are you are you honoured? You're the first person I've um, done a Zoom call with that hasn't been an Oscar nominee yet. Really? Well, I did one with Buck with the setup, but then, yeah, I've done three calls, and you're the first non-Oscar nominee. Oh, so uh, you can either take, you can take that as an honour, or you can take it as a bit of a, oh, I'm not an Oscar nominee. Honour. Oh no, good. Anyway, American Graffiti, uh, Franco. Yeah. So, right, go on and just give me your overall thoughts on American Graffiti. It was good. It was an alright film, but mm-hmm. like, it's it's like a PG, so it's a, it's, a, it's a very kids film. Yeah. It? Like, it's not like something I would watch like over and over again. It was a pretty like, it was a decent experience to watch it like. I've seen it before. I like, knew so I didn't really like mind it. But... You hadn't seen it before, did you say? No, I hadn't seen it. Before. Oh no, yeah, I had you. I asked you, but yeah, yeah, I hadn't seen it either. I thought it'd be an interesting one to do, and I'm kind of on the same page as you about it. Like, one second, I'm just adjusting the mic. Like, I liked it. I thought it was a good film. I took. I, I, that's just how I feel about it. I just liked it. I've got no interest in watching it again. I just kind of thought yeah, yeah. it's a film for its generation. And I feel like anybody else, I just can't see anybody of our age range like falling in love with this film. It's very oh, yeah. much a film made for its time, made for its people. Like, I'm sure it's a film that my mum and dad would like because they could relate to it more than like the people. And even though it's a different country, like the culture of like teenagers back then, like for me, I was just kind of watching it and like, yeah, this is just a bit cringe if I'm being honest. <laughs> It was it was pretty weird because like uh it was all like sixteen year olds and eighteen year olds basically pulling people in a car, like like pulling in a car and there was like literally this like park up next to some random girl, go get in my car and just used to get in. It was pretty <laughs> weird to be fair. Now, it's interesting you say that because like one of the notes I have somewhere here is that I just find this film like, I don't really know if this is a very good representation for today, because if if this was happening today, where we were just having guys, like, drive by cars and be like, to girls get in, oh, and the expectation yeah. to get in, like, I don't think that would be taken very well today, would it? No, 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 definitely not. And the the plot line with the racer, the one that the, like, hot oh, yeah. car, and how the 13-year-old was weird. That was weird. I did the not like that The 13-year-old, he was like... Oh, it was so, I like, really did not like that parts of the films. It was pervy. It was very pervy, but I suppose, like, in that day. 
I got the whole point of that, like he didn't want her there, and she was just kind of dragged in the car, and now he's stuck with her. But my problem with yeah. what with it was that whenever they cut back to them, I just felt really uncomfortable. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, and like, oh wait, yeah, Karen. Oh no, go on, go on. I was about to go on to a different point, so you carry on. And the um, no, I was going to go a different point as well. Oh, go on, mate. Go on then. And the plot, and I heard somewhere like the sort of nerdy kid, the one who like gets that car. Yeah. Like, loses it. Apparently, he's based on George Lucas. Really? You've been doing Apparently. your research? Sort of, yeah. Is your research like what I do, where I just go through the IMDb page? <laughs> no, I just talked about a bad dad about it. Oh, did you really? Yeah, because I watched it with my dad. And, and he'd watched it before, and he said that Apparently, it's based on George Lucas. That's so. really interesting. Oh, wow. Because your dad's like a film buff as well, ain't he? Yeah, yeah. So... Yeah, I was just about to get in. So, just kind of going into the backstory of American Graffiti, this was of um, this was George Lucas's like first like big break. It was a proper small budget. It was like made for like seven hundred and seventy seven thousand dollars, which even at, which back then, which today that would be tiny, but even for back then, that was like very small budget, mm. like very small, and it only really took off. Because much to my surprise, did you do you know who produced this film? Um, oh, Francis Ford Coppola. Yeah, I couldn't believe that. Yeah, that's like the credits. I was like, fucking hell. Because like, yeah, it's my, it's the first thing I put on my notes. Francis Ford Ford Coppola produced this because, you know, by this point he's oh wait no he's done Apocalypse Now. I'm pretty sure um, he's done stuff. Actually, I don't think we're right on that one. No, Apocalypse Now. So this came out in 1973. Apocalypse Canal came out in 1979. So this came out the year after The Godfather and the year before Godfather oh. Part 2. So got, so Ford Coppola was like really making his way up the ranks. He was clearly very much yeah, establishing yeah. himself as one of the greats. And it's really interesting that like after like getting his massive break with The Godfather, he'd go to something so small and minuscule and help finance it. Mm. It's, it but I was, yeah, so then, like the credits and I... I was just like, but I, yeah, apparently I like, saw George Lucas as like a sort of like he could sort of like make up the ranks, so he sort of helped him, I think. So first things first, I guess. Um, what I'll ask you first is like, what did you like you make of the characters in the film? They were good. They were good. Um, Steve, is it? Yeah, Ron Howard's character, Steve. Yeah. He was a bit. He was like the person going to uni. He was like. I thought he was a bit of a dick. Yeah, absolutely. Like, and then there's person from Jaws, the character from Jaws. That's from Jaws. Oh. Place. The one oh. who meets uh, by this sort of like gang. Like, oh, Richard Dreyfus. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, he was good because I, I liked him because uh, the whole sort of like character when he meets the bikers and then he gets in with the bikers. And then when he meets Wolfman. Yeah. And like the whole film is like following that girl who like keeps him sort of like trying to lure her into a car or something. And then he's deciding whether to go to uni or not, isn't he? Yeah. My problem with the characters, I I thought they were good. There was a good range of them. But that being mm. said, if you've seen any 
pre if you've seen any high school teen film you've seen these characters before it is like very yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a very generic group of people and i don't know yeah, whether yeah. that's the point because it's meant to be relatable but it's just it's just like the game bully where you have like you know the jocks the nerds the cool <laughs> kids and like i didn't really and it's one of the reasons why i didn't find myself investing in the characters because they had nothing to them they they would they just kind of fit this group nicely and they kind of stayed that way like i didn't really feel like come to the end of the film there didn't really seem to be much of a character arc like they all seemed like they all seemed like they were the same people who just had an eventful night and then someone else i just want to get on to i put in my notes this is a pg this is an r-rated film rated pg in terms of it feels like a film that would benefit from being more hardcore but instead you're kind of left with these cringy lines i just want to read out to you some lines which i particularly found cringy that made me laugh you ready you little dip (laughs) get your cooties off me oh Uh, oh, yeah 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 yeah. some of the lines in that were like very old fashioned and they were like they were quite shit. The script like Yes. You want a knuckle sandwich? Oh Oh, this is this is a bad one. Girls don't pay, guys pay. Oh yeah, the whole sort of weird story with him like the um nerdy one. The one who just meets that random blonde girl. Yeah. It's so weird, like the way they meet just drives up next to her, goes. Want to get in? She gets in the car. <laughs> yeah, mate. Like, it's like, so weird. Like, and like the thing is, is like I just I don't understand why she got in the car with him. Like it's obvious that she's not into him, and there are and she's a pretty girl and everything. But there are plenty more of her like rich guys out there who whose car she can easily get yeah, into, true. and I just can't see a char- like a character like her like just being with this guy in like any scenario. That's Harrison Ford in it though. He was good. He's in it. It took me by surprise because obviously this was before. This was like pre-famous Harrison Ford, so you can't even really call it a cameo because that wasn't really the point of it. But like, yeah, yeah. it is. It, it it he just kind of rocks up and it and like I understood like the whole point of it was that he was just meant to be another character. It wasn't meant to be like a famous cameo because at the time he wasn't famous. But he's always a charming presence in the film, and he does his typical Harrison Ford thing well. I love the whole film that he's sort of like trying to like race against um the sort of like main racer and then at the end when they do the race it's so anticlimactic it's so anti he he crashes in like the first three seconds yeah like it's literally a straight line and it just completely goes it's so anticlimactic like it's not actually like literally like they instantly drive and they instantly sort of like crash there's no sort of like close call or anything like it sort of happens very quickly it's a bit they could have like left it where it got close, and then he crashed or something like that. I hated that fucking ending. It really got on my nerves because, like, what the thing with um American Graffiti it was that like I wasn't sure how I felt about it, and then like the middle, I started getting into it, but then I started getting fed up of it. Come near the end, and then it got to like the race scene. I was like, okay, here we go. This is going to be like that scene in a film where it turns around, it makes it good again, and like literally it starts and like just as and then you're it's like three seconds it ends. It's like what the fuck? You're building up to that. What what did you make of the characters of the cool kids in this film? What the gang? Yeah, I like them. Oh, did I did you? Like yeah, yeah, I like them. They're quite cool. I I like the sort of way how they just a bit weird how they just sort of put him in the car. They basically just kidnapped him. That was yeah. a bit weird. Well, wasn't that and like then, the 
Sorry, I go. Because, like, no, when they kidnap him, when that guy sees him that recognise him and then he takes him out to the back when he realises something was up, why in the living fuck didn't he go, yeah, these guys have kidnapped me, can he help? I know, because I think, uh, basically, they were, like, robbing this at Arcade, weren't they? And then they sort of, so I suppose it's sort of, like, because they said I'll kidnap you, I think the gang were quite big and stuff. So I found them eventually. So I think they sort of, like, helped them. And then they sort of, like, went on. They He was just like, oh, we should join our gang. Oh, really? Did I did I yeah, miss yeah. a did I miss a page of the film or something? Because I just I don't remember that happening. I remember him getting kidnapped and then him like dragging him into this place and then obviously he helps and rob them, but only because he feels threatened. And I was just kind of thinking, if this guy knows you personally, just tell him what's happened for fuck's sake. Yeah, true. Get yourself out of trouble, bruv. As Buckle would say, he'd be like, beat it. Beat it. It's something they'd say in that film, to be fair. You what, mate? Something they would say in that film. Absolutely. Beat it. Because not just not just the gang, but like at the start of the film when they're stood outside of the diner and you've got all these kids going up to like this geek and they're like bullying him. Like, were people just like that in the 70s? Because I just found them so annoying, dislikable. And if they were like living, if they were like living today, they'd literally get beaten up. Yeah, true. Like nobody thinks they're hard. No. <laughs> And it just really, they really just got on my nerves. I did not like their characters at all. I just thought they were the most generic school bullies you've ever seen. And I was just, yeah, wait, I see wait, what you mean. They didn't have like sort of like depth to them, but like I sort of like to because it's sort of like different in it. I like to because like so throughout that film, all we seen was sort of like good people. So it's quite and I have to see like the sort of villains sort of in the film. So that yeah. was quite cool, but. Did you enjoy the second half or the first half more? Um, oh, it's a hard one to say because I guess you could say a lot in both equally, but only because I I didn't like the very end, the very start. I didn't like the very ending, and I kind of in the middle. I just kind of I that's when I started getting into it and liking it because it. Mm. <laughs> It's a very well edited, it's really well edited, like not in terms of it's flashy editing, but it flows at a very nice pace. Mm. I don't I, I don't know how you felt. I felt like some bits went on for a bit, but in general, yeah. the scenes just went on nicely. It didn't overstay its welcome for them. There was some stuff that I would rather it not be in the film, but that doesn't really come down to the editing, that comes more down to the writing and directing. In terms of yeah, yeah. The, what the editor was given, in terms of the scenes, I thought it, it was very nicely done. What I thought is that the first like half an hour, 40 minutes, I found really boring. Like, it's meant to sort of like set the plot, but I feel it didn't. Literally, oh, yeah, the whole, I feel like the whole sort of like, see, the whole like first half is basically, you know, people in cars driving up to girls, girls getting in their cars and then them driving around. I feel like that was it. And I just got really, like after like the first 20 minutes, half an hour, it got really boring because nothing happens. And then it was, it was quite nice when that, that's why like the whole like gang sequence, because it was like a change. And then the base was just anticlimactic. Fuck, like nothing. Yeah, oh, yeah. And the thing is, is that like a, a film can be good if it's about nothing. But the problem is, like those films, films like Tarantino films, which aren't really about a particular thing, they've got something going for them. Like Quentin Tarantino films are very charming, they're very well paced, they've got great dialogue. Yeah. And like this film didn't really have any of that going for it. It was just kind of a film about nothing. And you just yeah, kind yeah. of see these random events. 
and you kind of I enjoyed some of them and I didn't enjoy none of some of them but at the end of the day when I was done watching it I was just kind of there thinking to myself I, I didn't need half of those bits in the film like I did not yeah. care about any of that I didn't care about the 13 year old girl in the car I didn't care about the boy who was kidnapped the whole sort of uh, sequence where the nerdy guy's car gets stolen that didn't really have to be in there it, it just showed know. you stuff you already knew like when he sort of um when he actually finds the car again and the people sort of start beating him up you didn't need that because you already knew he could and like he sort of like like yeah. coward or like being a bit like like quivered and he was like scared and then the sort of um uh racer helped him but that wouldn't either because it showed you knew the nerdy kid was like nerdy what did you think of like the whole like it being like the end of semester before they go off to college university whoever it is in their country and then then be it and then making a thing about oh we must go to like the school disco because i put in my notes this is literally i put fuck me this disco is making me happy i didn't go to prom dot 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 cringe <laughs> <laughs> yeah Again, yeah. Again, it just wasn't needed. It just wasn't you, needed. You had, the, you had the weird pervy teacher. Yeah, don't know what he was all about. This film is what, like an hour and fifty minutes. Mm. This film could be like an hour. It it should. This film should be a, like an hour and twenty five minute long film, which you know, you know, just short and fun. This is what the type of film it is. It doesn't need to go on. It doesn't need to be more than what it is and no one's no one's going to american pt expecting some overly meaningful film going back to the disco because you brought up uh, is it normal for teachers back then to call students sexy america i suppose it probably still happens now but it was because yeah. like, i thought he was a student at first because like yeah i thought he was a student as well until it was made apparent he's a teacher but i mean you said that he was meant to be a pervy teacher i didn't I didn't take it as him being written that he's meant to be pervy. I just thought he was a normal teacher. And then out of the blue, he just goes, all right, like sex. Well, obviously not that, it's very British. But he says, he said sexy to another student in some context. And I'm like, what the fuck? Is yeah, that normal? Yeah, that was weird. That, it was so weird. It made me feel so uncomfortable. I tell you what, the film does remind me of, like smoking in the bandit sort of thing. Yes. Sort of. Smoking the bandit, like car. That's well, yeah, like kind of like gangs, friend, like friendship, cars. What did you think of the scene in it where um that girl gets like guys going to shop to get them alcohol? Probably not needed. Yeah, and like I was just kind of like, oh, like did you did you find yourself liking that character, or do you think she was meant to be a bit? Is it she? She's used to like a girl getting the getting whatever she wants and stuff. Yeah, like flirting with that, flirting with anyone getting like beer money i don't know and then fucking off so it, it seemed like that sort of character and at the end she like stays with him and stuff so that was sort of like sweet in a way but the, the whole like buying beer sequence that was like it was funny the whole it was pretty funny when like the guy robbed the shop but yeah i didn't really yeah it was it was a decent that was that was a right sequence but one scene that I did really love and really helped kind of pull this film together and like made me give it a higher score. That radio tower scene I genuinely thought was fantastic. I really liked how that radio was written. Tower. The bit oh, in it where Wolfman. Yeah, Wolfman, the guy in the radio. Yeah, 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 yeah. When he meets I Wolfman, that was good. Loved that scene. It was just that so was really well written. It was so genuine, so well written. Mm. It helped round the film at normally. Like 
if the film ended on that scene and then just cut to the university, that would have been a great ending. I it, as soon yeah, as it yeah. gets to it, it oh, I don't even understand why I added the race because like if it was a good race, at least you could say it's a good race. But it's not, and it just kind of made me think, well, what what, what was that all about? Yeah, that was just a, that was just stupid. Like, that was a waste of your money and time. His whole like his whole character, that whole sort of characters was based on. Like he's one of the best races, and there's like this big opponent who wants to race him, and yeah. then he the whole sort of film you think the race that racing guy's gonna lose because he keeps him sort of backing down from it, and he does actually do it, and he like he crashes in like first two seconds, and it's a straight line. It's not very hard to control a car going straight, really. No, it's but, not. Um... <laughs> especially if you're a racer. <laughs> yeah right I, how does he even crash like let me let me look at it again because i swear he crashes in the most ridiculous way possible like how did you crash i think, I think he literally just turns yeah his tire blows out and then he sort of skids off the is, edge is that a joke yeah exactly that's how i remembered it it's just so it's just a bit like oh wait what what <laughs> like how do you manage that something i did want to say though is that i really like the use of music in this film Oh yeah, the soundtrack was very good. But then like, I think seventies music, but yeah, so. So just like just like then, like that music when um. Like at the start of the race, like the do and like I get the whole point. It's meant to be a dramatic scene, you know. It's like you know he's just crashed and everything. It's meant to cause the scene, but yeah. I just don't give a shit. <laughs> I feel like it could have been more like. I suppose when really, it's the whole film when really, you like a tense film, so it's all like for the style of the film, it probably could have. But I suppose like it, it probably was more meant to be like more of a, like a relatable sort of like I remember when I did that sort of thing, not like because like, it came like fifty years ago or something. We didn't really know what it was like back then, so we can't really relate to it. I suppose so. Yeah, like. I just like I could appreciate it and I like some scenes but my ultimate feeling about it was that like I just it didn't feel like it was made for me at all and like yeah. it's only really made for a certain group of people and I'm honestly surprised it is like, as successful as it is because I just can't see anybody of our age group like loving this film because there's yeah, nothing for us there's nothing for us to love mm. like it's just it's just a film for its time anyway mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. so Without cheating using IMDb, we're gonna play a game of. You ready? Okay. Guess, guess the award nominations. Oh no! So, we're gonna start off with. Well, it was nominated at three ceremonies, so I guess we'll just start off with the Oscars. So it was nominated for five awards. Can you guess the five? Soundtrack. Nope. Best soundtrack. Really? Yeah, no. Well, they don't have a soundtrack. It's for best score, and I don't know. Oh, and, right. it, and it has to be original score, and I don't know whether this film used. It doesn't sound like it's an original score, so it probably wasn't eligible. Yeah. Uh, maybe best actor or like best. You're close. Actor or actress. What? Um, best. Can you guess actress and a what though? Remember the act, the actress categories are split, so there's supporting and yeah. actress. Okay. I reckon it's probably supporting. Yeah, yep, yeah, yeah, well done, supporting actress. Can you guess which 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 lady was nominated for supporting actress? The 
blonde one, the one who like goes around with Toad. Is Toad the geeky Maybe. kid? Yeah. Yeah, oh yeah, well done, you're right, yeah. So yeah, she was nominated. Um, what do you think of that nomination? Would you say it's deserved? Uh, well, I also was nominated like for that sort of genre, for that for that best supporting actress. Where else was nominated? Where other films were nominated? Oh, let's have a look. So, well, she was the only acting nomination winner for the film. Um, let, let me have a look. So it would have been for nineteen the 19, 1973, so it would have been for the 1974 Oscars. I can guarantee you, Franco, it's going to be a load of performances that like you probably haven't even heard of, because like I haven't heard of some of these. They do this oh, really? a lot. So, um, oh my God. So Tatum O'Neill, one for a film called Paper Town, Paper Moon, haven't even heard of it. Linda Blair. Um, the mum from the from the Exorcist was nominated for the Exorcist. Then there was that girl from American Graffiti, Madeline Kahn from Paper Moon, and Sylvia Sidney for Summer Wishes, Winter Dreams. So, the only other one of these films I've heard of is The Exorcist. Yes, yeah, same. Like I have literally no idea what any of these other films are at all. And yeah. it, yeah, I mean, first things first, it just kind of goes to show, doesn't it, that maybe the Oscars don't matter because. Like these films yeah, that are nominated yeah. really don't represent like the great films and like what's actually remembered. Yeah, I suppose like she was good in that film. I wouldn't say like she. I don't know if she like is. Uh, did she yeah. win? Yeah, she just nominated. Nominated. Okay. Like, like I suppose maybe I, I. She was good, but then I thought the um. Girl film was good in it as well. I thought most of them were actually quite good in it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I did like I did like a character, and if I if there was any um actress I liked in it most, it probably would be her. But just because I liked her the most, I'm not really sure if I'd say it's award worthy. Like you don't really walk away from the film thinking, "Oh wow, she was great." Oh like, yeah, no, definitely not. Yeah. She did a good job, and it's about as simple as that. Anyway, yeah. back okay. to the nominations. You got four oh, more. Oh, oh. I want to tell you now, I don't really know much about Oscars. That's fine. I'm try my best. I don't, it wouldn't it kind of won, but it kind of nominated for Best Picture. It was. No. What? Yep. Yeah. And, and it gets better. Just keep, just keep predicting. Best special effects or like, oh no, best costume, like best hair. No. Like, no, no, not best hair either. Not best hair and makeup. Can't, like, it, no one could have won best actor. Best actor's out. No, 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 no best actor nomination. It's okay. I need, I need to look up the Oscar like sort of awards things. Yeah, I don't just know it. yeah, you can look at the categories. I'll, I'll, I'll allow it. I'll allow it. I don't really follow like Oscar stuff. Ah, oh, no, it couldn't have won best director because it's only just started. It's, uh, it's his first film. Um, I'm sorry to say it to you, Frank. No, mind then. He got nominated for best director. Did it win? No, it didn't win any. Oh, so okay. you got you got two more left. Best film editing. I yep, yep. Well done. Yeah, that's right. Okay. One more. I'd... No, couldn't have won best story. Story? Do you mean screenplay? Oh, I don't know. It's, I looked to ask if but, but yes, story. it it got um yeah it it did get nominated for best screenplay best um. Based on oh, not so yes, yeah, best original screenplay. Yeah. Okay. I can't believe Jesus. the the two I find most shocking are best picture and best director because it, yeah. it's not best picture worthy, and I didn't notice anything good about the directing. We, 
Yeah, obviously this is his first film, surely. So, to be so, honest, I thought the directing was a bit bland. <laughs> like, he doesn't do anything <sighs> wrong. It's competently made. But, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. he doesn't take that extra step. It's just, like, it's just a very generically directed film. Like, it's no better directed film than, like, any other film. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm um, looking at other 1973 movies. Like, Serpico came out then. Like, Exorcist, Live and Let Die. Live and Let Die. Mean oh. Streets. Yeah. But, like, even today, the Oscars just don't like to nominate, like, indie films, which is why a film like Mean Streets just won't make it in. But that, despite mm. the fact that looking at these Best Picture nominations, so the, the Sting won Best Picture, and then okay. the other that were nominated were American Graffiti, The Exorcist, A Touch of Class, and Cries and Whispers. Now, I've heard of Cries and Whispers, but I've never seen it. And mm. I have no idea what a touch of class is. And it's just so annoying when you think about it. That's something like Mean Streets just couldn't get nominated. A film that's actually like great and people remember. Yeah, I haven't seen it, but I've heard very good stuff about it. Oh, mate. Do, do yourself a treat. Scorsese's, like one of Scorsese's very good ones. I think it's like his like, second film. Oh, really? It's... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> kind of crazy to think. Because obviously Scorsese is such a legend. You forget oh, yeah, that he he's... he obviously started somewhere. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's mad. How one best picture that is nominated for best picture. It's ridiculous. That I know. Like, um, I, so, I don't know if that's like, yeah. if it's worthy or not. Like, I I wouldn't say it's not worthy because I suppose like every film could be worthy unless it's like cats or like. Some well, shit like that, you got. I mean, to be fair, to be fair, on American Graffiti, as much as I don't like to, as much as I don't like to, um, admit it, it is like it. It is remembered. Like a lot of people, we have to say, a lot of people do really love this film. Really? Oh yeah. I mean, like, it's a classic of its time. And then, like, I haven't really asked my mum and dad what they think of it. Like, what does your dad think of it? He, I think, really enjoyed it when he was a kid. So that, that's what I think. Yeah, he said exactly. It's definitely okay. He said, like, he said that watching it now, it is basically sort of weird, pervy people. Yeah, exactly. Getting people, getting other girls and women in their car. It's a bit weird, but. Yeah, mate. And then, oh, like, yeah. I'm looking at the um, best film editing nominations of that year, which was like the one category I'd say it deserved the most because I really like the editing for this film. To be fair, it's like the one thing I noticed, and I was happy to see it got nominated. Um, The Sting won. American Feet was nominated. Day of the Jackal. That's a great film, to be fair. Nice to see that got in. Um, and The Exorcist, of course. And then this random-ass film called John- Jonathan Livingston Seagull. Like, what the fuck's that? Like, what? <laughs> I've never heard of it. I'm looking at the um on Wikipedia for it, and it says, and it's for the um for this year's Oscars, and then it's titled "Streaking Incidents." The forty sixth Academy Award ceremony is perhaps best remembered as a ceremony which a, a streaker, um named Robert Open ran across the stage naked whilst flashing a peace sign with his hands. In response, host David Niven jokingly quipped, "The only laugh that man will ever get in his life is by stripping off and showing his shortcomings." <laughs> What's that? What a love, what a geese. What did you say, mate? <laughs> but to be fair, it does have a pretty decent cast, to be fair. It does have a good cast. If it was like a best, film. if it was the best 
casting category i could definitely see it getting in there the cast like and to be fair the cast do as far as much as i'm not a fan of the characters the the characters and the cast do like work very well together yeah you can sort it's you can sort of see like they would actually be friends in real life sort of thing like yeah right it does actually feel like they just like found a group of people that know each other and put them in a film Mm. right um so we also got into best directing so George Lucas, as we know, and then another guy called George Roy Hill for The Sting, Ing- Ingmar Bergman for Cries and Whispers, um, William Fried- Friedkin for The Exorcist. Oh, oh wow, Bernardo Bert- Bertolucci for Last Tango in Paris. Have you seen Last Tango in Paris? Uh no. Sick film that is. I'm really surprised I got in though, because that's not the type of film the Oscars usually touch. They don't really Marlon Brando as well, which is which is quite surprising actually, because that was the what that was, was the, that huh? What was he in that year? Last Tango in Paris. Oh, why? Like like because that was the year after he rejected his Oscar. Oh, what for Godfather? Yeah, um, I don't know if you've seen it, but like he didn't go, and he sent another like representative of like the Indian American yeah. community, and she's like, yeah, he says sorry, but he's he said he can't. Have you seen it? Uh, I haven't seen it, but my, my dad told me about that. How like he sort of refused because of the whole. I think he's very like pro like equality and stuff, wouldn't he? Like didn't like mm-hmm. how the Indians were being treated, so he sent an Indian to accept it. It's quite cool then. Yeah, well, she didn't accept it. She was like, "I'm sorry, he rejects it." Oh right. I think it's really shitty is... though. It's like people were like booing him, booing her, and it's like that's a bit unfair. Really? Be- yeah, it's like a bit unprofessional, isn't it? Hmm. But yeah, nonetheless, because of that reason, because obviously I can imagine a lot of people who are members of the Academy were pissed off and surprised that he still got nominated. Yeah. Um. Uh. Fuck. Oh, I hate that. Oh. What? At, at the Oscars when it's being presented, it's Roger Moore who who presents the award, and then he goes to pass it to her, and she like rejects. It's like so awkward. Really? Yeah. I'm trying to find it. Oh yeah, Barry. Yeah. I watched it now. She's just like much more holes at the Oscar, and she sort of like pushes him away. Like, yeah. <laughs> imagine that walking. It is just standing there. And she's like rejecting the award. Yeah. My God, that must be such an awkward moment. I think he's um. Let me Google. I think he's like the one of the only people who's rejected their Oscar. Just, just three people have rejected an Oscar. So, third person rejected also screenwriter Dudley, who won. Right, let's have a look then. I want to see why they've rejected their Oscar. Honey, George C. Scott had... Stanley Cooper rejected his Oscar. Did he really? Are you sure? Read it, read it, because he's only... He wasn't there for... He's only won one, and that was for, like, visual effects, but he wasn't there, and I think that's maybe... Oh, yeah, no, I've been clickbaited. Oh, that's shit. <sighs> Anyway, Franco, last thing we'll talk about with American Graffiti, went on a bit of a, went on a, bit of a side tangent there. <laughs> what did you think of um, like the very, very ending where like, he goes off? I liked it. I liked the way, like, I liked that ending. I liked the sort of way he looked down and sees the girl sort of driving. I yeah. Guess. It just seemed sort of go, oh, fuck. The one thing that I, the one thing I like about that ending, I love the transition to the credits. Oh, right, yeah, and it sort of tells you, like, okay, now remember, and it tells you what 
where they are now sort of thing. Yeah, and then like when the actual like credits come out. So have you seen the bit where the actual like credits come up? No. I love that. Like like keep scrolling and then like find it. Like that's like I really like that. And do you know what they did they it almost tricked me. It almost tricked me into liking the film. Why? Why? Because I like that transition and I was like, Ooh. Oh why? <laughs> yeah. Cheeky. Um, I'm about to tell you something. So we'll go right so i wanted to just kind of detach ourselves a bit so i'm going to quickly go back to the awards game so now going on to golden globes um okay. by bearing in mind their categories are their acting categories are split into um comedy and musical so drama and then there's also comedy or musical so yeah. they they got nominated for four things i'm going to tell you the one of them because you won't be able to guess it anyway because it's like an obscure nomination it's for a promising newcomer which went to paul and matt who played John, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. And then, so right, what did it? What did it win? Because it won one. It got nominated for musical or comedy motion picture. Mm-hmm. Maybe you've got nominated for supporting actor or supporting actress. Nope, neither of them. Yeah. Actor, maybe actor. Mm-hmm. In a musical or comedy. Who do you think that would have been? Probably Richard Dreyfus. Well done. John or Rod ha- oh, okay. Uh, how many left? So you got one left in terms of nominations. Okay. Screenplay of a motion picture. Nope. So, like, think about some like the more main awards. Okay, all right. So, big big awards it couldn't have director of a motion picture yep it's so like oh okay now you gotta guess who what it won and this is gonna knock you off your socks okay motion uh, um, i like it won the musical or comedy motion picture yep no it's oh fucking hell yeah and let me have a shit comedies yeah like the categories are split so it's actually easier to win at golden globes but um but even still like i do wonder how crap the comedies and musicals must have been that year yeah golden globe so let's have a look um so best comedy yeah literally nothing so Jesus Christ Superstar, Paper Moon, Tom Sawyer, and A Touch of Class. I haven't heard of any of those films. No. And then in drama, The Exorcist won. Very mm. well deserved. Wait, whoa! Where's The Sting? That <laughs> won the Oscar. It's not even nominated anywhere. Well, they didn't like The Sting. And then anyway, last but not least, Franco, the BAFTA yep. Awards, where it got nominated for one. And you're not, you're not, I'd be shocked if you got this, because it is shocking. Best film music. Nope. Oh, shit. Like a major one, like Best Director, is uh, it? It's major-ish, yeah. It's, it's a pretty good one to have. Couldn't have won Best Cinematography, no way. No, no. No, no, no. Best Supporting Actress. That, yeah, well done. Can you guess who it was? I'm going to go with a blonde girl again. The one from... Nope. Is it the girl in the car? The, the... 
what's her name? The sort of 13 year old. Nope. Ah, oh, it's me, the girlfriend, isn't it? Of the, uh, the girlfriend of, um, Rod Howard. Howard. Yep. She got nominated. Jesus. I couldn't believe That's that. Funny. I barely remembered her character from the film. Not many yet supporting actresses in it, really. There's only like three. So yeah, but still, I, I wouldn't say she's a standout. Like, I didn't like a character, but at least the 13 year old girl stood out. <laughs> even even the blonde girl did. Like, she's probably like the, the weakest of them. True. I couldn't believe it. Like, I was like, what on the living fuck are they doing nominating her? <laughs> Any, anyway, Franco, shall we call it quits there? Sure, yeah. Are we doing Brother Man of the Bee? We are, and that's a very special episode, isn't it, Franco? Yeah, with a little, with a very. So uh, it's meant to be more ambiguous. You want to give it, you want to give it away, so we'll do that again. With the. Yes. No, it's meant to be ambiguous, so you don't say it. Oh, we well, can just cut it out. <laughs> yeah, we'll cut it out. <laughs> so, right, so uh, next week, Franco, we're doing Brokeback Mountain, aren't we? Well, it's not next week. Next time, we're doing Brookback yeah, Mountain, aren't we, Franco? Yeah. This is a special one, ain't it? Yeah. All right, well, we'll call it quits there, shall we? Big things. Okay. Big people. Big people. Yeah. What? Cool. What? It's fucking, um, what's his name? Greg Davis coming on. I, I did see a film yesterday, right? Uh, I, we could do for S. What's that? St. Maud. I watched that literally um a couple of weeks ago. It's did you like Fuck, it? Fucking weird. It's very good. I really enjoyed it. Okay. Well when the time comes we'll do it for S. Yes. Okay. Well I'm about to hit stop recording, so you're gonna say bye, Franco. Bye. Internet geezers. And with that, ladies and gents, that rounds out episode one of Alphabet Reviews. Thank you very much for listening. Next time, we'll be covering Brokeback Mountain with now not just one, but two extremely very special guests who I'm very excited for you to find out who they are. But until then, ladies and gents, so long for now.